Today, our reading of God's law comes from Colossians 3, reading verse 19. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Please be seated. In our reading of God's law this morning, Paul is writing about love and bitterness. And in this context, uh, he's using love and bitterness as polar opposites. He's saying that a husband who loves his wife will not be bitter toward her. And a husband who is bitter toward his wife is not properly loving her. And the obvious application is that husbands uh, are being instructed to maintain a loving attitude toward their wives. Uh, we understand it to be saying to husbands, don't be frustrated with your wife. Don't be irritated by your wife. Don't get mad at her and withhold your affection from her. Rather, love her. Make sure your interactions with her are expressed in a loving manner. And certainly this is part of what Colossians 3.19 is saying, but, it, but it's more than that. Uh, the Greek verb that's translated as being bitter is, um, has a range of meaning that includes making something bitter. So we can read this command to be telling husbands not to make their wives become embittered toward their own husband. This expanded uh, application is implied in the ESV translation, which renders the last part of this verse, do not be harsh with them. Telling husbands, do not be harsh with your wife. Rather than saying, do not be bitter toward them, it says, do not be harsh with them. And the implication is that when a husband acts harshly with his wife, he makes her a bitter woman. Which is to say, when a husband fails to love his wife in the biblical manner, he makes her a bitter woman. When you think of how husbands might be harsh with their wives, don't think only in terms of the husband who is you know, frequently yells at his wife or belittles her or disrespects her or mistreats her in similar ways. The, that is an obvious form of harshness, to be sure. Uh, his mistreatment of her is obvious to everyone who sees how he interacts with her. And if she does not respond righteously to his harsh treatment, uh, she'll likely become embittered toward him. Uh, but there's another form of harshness that isn't as obvious. Uh, some husbands are passively harsh with their wives. Uh, such a husband may go for many years without ever speaking a mean word to his wife. Nevertheless, he's not loving her in the way that the Bible says he ought to love her. Uh, this form of harshness is more about what the husband is not doing than what he actually is doing. It's more about what he's not doing. He's not providing appropriate leadership in his home. He's not sacrificially laying his life down for his wife. He doesn't listen to her. He doesn't encourage her. He doesn't consider her needs. He's not washing her with the sanctifying, word, sanctifying water of God's word. Active and passive harshness both have an embittering effect upon a wife. In both cases, it's a failure uh, on the husband's part to love her as he's been commanded to love her. 
And in both cases, the wife, if the wife does not make a conscientious decision to respond righteously to her husband's failure to love, she will very likely become an embittered woman. Husbands, Colossians, uh, Colossians 3.19 is saying to husbands, uh, this is a gut check for you. Husbands, this is a gut check for you. Colossians 3.19. It's challenging you to assess how you've been loving your wife. And Paul is giving you two markers for making this assessment. The first marker is your attitude toward your wife. Are you bitter toward her? Are you often frustrated or irritated with her? Are you short-tempered with her? If so, then you're probably not loving her as God has commanded you to love her. The second marker of how to assess your love for your wife is your wife's attitude toward you. Does she respect you? Does she trust you? Does she share her burdens with you? Does she seek your counsel? Does she have confidence in your decisions? Does she respectfully submit to your leadership? Or is she evidencing signs of bitterness toward you? Is she frustrated with your leadership? Does she doubt your decision-making skills? Does she feel like she cannot talk to you or with you about the things that bother her? Has she told you that she feels neglected or unloved by you? Is she reluctant to submit to your headship? Husbands, if your wife is showing signs of embitterment, then there's a good chance that you're not loving her the way that God has commanded you to love her. You may not be dwelling with her with understanding. You may not be giving honor to her as the weaker vessel. You may not be sacrificially laying your life down for her. You may not be leading her, nurturing her, sanctifying her, pointing her to Christ as her only source of comfort and security. And you may not be building her up in the faith as a co-heir of, of the grace of life. And wives, if your husband is not loving you as God has commanded him to, then understand that uh, you don't have to become embittered to your husband. You don't have to be embittered toward him. Bitterness is not a righteous response. It's a response of the flesh. The righteous response is defined in 1 Peter 3, verses 1 through 3, which says that the wife is to be submissive to her husband even if he does not obey the word. That's not to say this is easy. This is, this is an incredibly difficult thing uh, for a wife to do. But this is what the word of God says. That, that you are to be submissive to your husband even if he does not obey the word. And Peter writes that when your husband experiences and witnesses the imperishable beauty of your gentle and quiet spirit, he might be one to obedience. The Lord might use your righteous response to bring your husband's heart into a proper submission to God, which will lead him to a proper show of love and affection and leadership and respect for you. And so brothers and sisters, uh, this is the word of God. This is the direction that God gives to husbands and, and subsequently to wives. And so where the Holy Spirit has borne witness to you of your sin, remember that God, God is faithful and just 
and he is uh, ready and willing to pardon and forgive all who truly repent while trusting in the atoning work of Jesus Christ. And because repentance includes confession, we, we do, we are quick to confess our sins to the Lord. So let's confess, brothers and sisters, where God has burdened your heart with a, an awareness and guilt of your sin, bring it to the cross of Jesus Christ.